the stars are right, the moon is high in the heavens, and the seventh gate has opened with the sound of trumpets, which can only mean one thing. The sixth episode of Sky Mail is upon us. Hope everyone's doing okay. Um, not to, to date this episode, but I, I really hope everyone's doing okay, <laughs> given the current condition of the universe as we know it. Uh, here with me today, we have the voice of Mickey O'Shea, Kale. Also the voice of Mummy Dad. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> also the voice of Mummy Dad, History Museum. History Museum. 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 <laughs> uh, and then additionally, the voice of Daphne Howard and uh, Tumra Nachos. <laughs> Amy. Hi. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So we've got the whole we've got the whole April Fool's Day episode gang here for this one. So I would just first and foremost like to publicly apologize to everyone that listened to that. I'm sorry that I stole I... as much of your life back as I did. <laughs> I would like to unapologize with such intensity that it cancels out SJ's apology. I think we foisted a gift upon the world with that. <laughs> it was yeah, not man. what the world asked for, but it was what the world deserved. It was what it needed, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we forced a gift on them, whether they wanted it or not, because they deserved it. I believe that's another term for punishment, but I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, we're, we're the heroes the world needs, not the ones they, uh, they asked for. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, you know, agree to disagree. But in that vein, um, this is actually our second time recording this. We had some technical issues with the first one, so uh, we should be real proficient at going through these questions this time. Um, to that end, our first question is actually from Not Brant Storm. <laughs> uh, and the question is. What are all of Blake Sky's weaknesses from the most common to least common? Also, did he get my messages? I have a feeling that this might actually be Brainstorm. I'm not 100% certain on that, but... You know, kind of sounded like him, just a little bit. Yeah, it was actually written in a font that can only be spoken the way that I did. <laughs> I'm glad you're proficient in that, because otherwise we wouldn't be able to answer this question. I know, right? Because, uh, you know, uh, what can I say? I'm a, I'm a regular polymath. <laughs> uh, so, what are all of Blake Sky's weaknesses? Uh, I can tell you canonical answers that are actually true, or we could just, you know, make stuff up. I can also tell you canonical answers. Uh, he has weak ankles. <laughs> you don't just get to make up canon that's my job <laughs> I do all the time with Mickey yeah because like you're amazing at making canon for Mickey alright <laughs> like I have an idea and you're like but what if this and then I just throw out everything that I've been working on for three days and go with what you said so therefore I can in fact make up canon for Black Sky <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the but the difference is that 
they are two very different beasts. One of them is a creature of pure id and chaos, and the other is Blake Sky Private Eye. <laughs> I know, but you can't fault me for trying. Uh, true, true. I cannot. All right, so uh, real talk. Uh, this is the, I will give you all a peek into the future. Things that Blake Sky is actually scared of. Uh, Blake Sky has a fear of uh, the open ocean, particularly like, you know, really any body of incredibly deep water. Uh, he has a phobia of that. And, should you? Uh, go ahead, hmm? sir. Oh no! I was just gonna say, should you should we be telling your definitely legitimate and mightiest enemy this? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure August Howard doesn't listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that Mickey O'Shea's already bored and changed over at this point. (laughs) Also, Mickey's would has already threatened to throw. Blake in an ocean with concrete shoes. <laughs> uh, <so> Canonically. <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. Um, as far as least common, um, the least common weakness... Well, I think the most common weakness is just a complete lack of self-preservation when it comes to uh, anything vis-a-vis overarching morality. Yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> least common weakness um a rare allergy to the adhesive used on the back of postage stamps <laughs> oh anaphylactic really? oh yeah he'll, he will he will die instantly oh god so his truest his truest greatest enemy is an un uh an, an as currently unintroduced character who is just a mailman yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> It's the uh, postmaster. Oh god, the postmaster is a great villain name. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it is. I know. That's why I said it. I I, I would also accept postmaster general uh, <laughs> as like a final form of the postmaster. The postmaster general, like a postmaster just... army. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like somebody who's like them. It begs the like, but who's the postmaster admiral? Like, <laughs> but 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 who posts <laughs> the postmaster? <laughs> uh, All right, now uh, let's make up. It, does, mm-hmm? Yeah, each one of you give me what you think Blake's uh, least and most common weaknesses are. Like one of each. By common, do you mean like, like something something that would be like easy to acquire and use against Blake, versus something that's not. Yeah, something just really obtuse. Okay, okay. Uh, well, why don't I let Amy go first? Oh man, I was gonna use the time that you were gonna speak to think. <laughs> oh, then I, that's fine. I'm very good at boo-booing. I just I feel like I'm constantly butting <laughs> in, so it's, I wanted to give it's you. It's true. Yes. You are very good at both. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, swear jar. Uh, oh. I don't think I've dropped an F bomb yet. Yeah, I don't yet. know. The ep- oh, we it's are inevitable. only we are only eight minutes into the episode. So. Yeah, I mean, you have the person that uh, did like the most F bombs ever, and the person who did the first F bomb ever. On the show. <laughs> Were you the first F bomb? 
I was the first <laughs> Yeah, I managed to drop 10 and uh, have every single one of them be missed in uh, editing. <laughs> <laughs> My fake glamour at work. Um, yeah. Okay, so most and least common. Uh, most common, I think Blake just really, really struggles with stairs. Just, just not a lot of cardio. <laughs> just some really, really common, really common no, we're, like we're, we're, we're heart health. About Blake, not, not me. All right. <laughs> I was talking about Blake. Um, <laughs> uh, least common. Uh, I mean, you're basically giving me a freebie because I already said weak ankles, so now you're letting me do another one. Um, yeah, this is carte blanche. You better, you better strike while the iron's hot. Uh, I think I uh, I'm just gonna recycle what I said last time. I think he has a terrible weakness for falling asleep in his hat and uh, getting headaches as a result. Mm. Yeah. Bad he- bad head hair and head headaches when he wakes up. That seems valid. Yeah, right. my brother used Amy. to do that all the time. <laughs> Amy, you've had a sufficient amount of time to uh, mull this over. I don't think it was enough, but I'm going to go with where my brain went first. I think uh, he probably eats cereal for most every meal, so he's pretty <sighs> nutrient deficient. So maybe that's his common weakness. Uh, <laughs> yes. Bla- Blake's, Blake's guy has th- three major food groups. Uh, Whiskey. And, th- and they are alcohol, uh, what he calls pre-alcohol, which is just grains. <laughs> Uh, and uh, bar peanuts. Uh, uh, well, actually, I was going to say, and then anything that anybody else gives him. Oh. <laughs> okay, no, this is starting to sound like me in university. Like... <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that, that's the Blake Sky food pyramid in that it is literally just three <laughs> blocks laid on top of each other. <laughs> yeah, just whiskey, coffee, and prayers. Uh... Alright, so that's one. What's the other one? I'm assuming that's the most common. So the least common. Oh yeah, everybody knows he just eats cereal. Um, <laughs> not even good cereal. Like the not shitty... even the good kind. Yeah, like, yeah. He, doesn't like, have he, marshmallows He's, de- he's definitely eating like Crispix with like... Gross. A, God. With, with, with like... Grape a, nuts. No, nah, but like he's eating like Crispix but with like five tablespoons of sugar on top to undermine any oh, health benefits of it. Ugh. Ew. Gross. Like, it's basically a sludge uh, okay, of sugar least... at the bottom. Ugh. And then he just, like, drinks it at the end. Oh, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> now the question is how much it... Now the question of is how much of that is actually me that I'm hiding behind a character. Oh, that's why I have having this reaction. <laughs> so I guess the least common weakness then would be that he's got cavities up the butt. Like he's got to have some bad teeth going on then. Yeah, yeah, we never heard him talk about brushing his teeth. He brushes his teeth with whiskey. Yeah, you know, I, I was about to say the only thing he's got to his benefit is that rather than like you know the whole Listerine thing. He just has whiskey, you know, <laughs> like just kind of swishes it. Now that that said, Listerine um, and mouthwashes are not actually 
effective at maintaining oral hygiene and you should not rely on them. Also, um, alcohols tend to be very high in sugar. That's true. That's true. So that would make that worse, not better. I mean, unless you get to the point where you're drinking, like, it would alcohol. Have to be like grain. It would have to be very, very high. Um, yeah. High proof, yeah. Everclear at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and Blake has a lot of things, but he's not an Everclear level of drinker. <laughs> On a weekday. Oof. Uh, okay, so we've, we've managed to make it through that. The mystery for Blake's got to solve. Why won't he call me back? He's already got a boyfriend. I'm just going to be lazy and redux what I said before, which is the due, due to uh, things that have nothing to do with any of the present was until re- previously leaving out of his office and is now living out of someone like out of the Tantalus Theater, so I don't think he has access to his landline. Well, that's a good answer. Yeah, I mean... Due, due to no particular character of dubious morality and ethics uh, brutally assaulting another human being and leaving them bedridden uh, for months. Uh, I don't know who would do something like that. Probably a monster. Probably just, yeah, a, probably just a grade-A jerk. Yeah, it's a good thing nobody like that's here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yep, good thing. Uh... I mean, I'm going to give you the real answer, and that is that uh, Lake Sky just kind of hates you. <laughs> like, it's it's not it's not you. It's just everything that you are. You know, <laughs> incompetent, arrogant, ignorant. There's just a lot of ants in this that make quote not in quote Brant Storm. Uh, that that Blake's guy is just on a subatomic level opposed to, like on a foundational (laughs) level. So it does sound like they actually are legitimate nemeses then. I mean, Blake would never admit that because he he would basically, in admitting that, lend credence to Brant Storm, but at the same time, the act of like, the act of pointedly not observing something is itself an observance. So, <laughs> you know, you know that, that that's for, that's for the, the listeners at home to decide, I suppose. Um, I, I I disagree. I think Mickey chooses to ignore things and then genuinely forgets they exist at which point they are no longer being observed so it's it's only intentional for about the, as long as it takes for them to expunge long, that information from their mind <laughs> as, as long as it takes the goldfish to circle the bowl as long as it takes until <laughs> something more interesting happens which doesn't tend to take very long in Mickey's life <laughs> All right, so there we go. Uh, not Brant Storm. That is the answer to all of your burning questions. Uh, the second question we have comes from, and it says, uh, between asterisks to say this angrily, Ben. 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 Perfect. Uh, the question, 
The question reads, Dear hard-boiled eldritch dicks, and I can say that word at this point because it is slang for a detective and not for a body part. I need to know what each character and cast member would anamorph into in an example of how they would use their amazing power. Crime? Surveillance? Eviscerating other pets under the cover of night? So we've got our pet murder. Uh, yes! Ben! God damn it. Why Why are you celebrating pet murder, Amy? It's a theme. We gotta keep it in every episode. You know what? Call, calling it right here. Daphne Howard, pet murderer. Pet murder, yes. What? <laughs> okay, so here's my justification, right? Okay, so Daphne as a pet, she's gonna like anamorph into a cat or something. To oh. murder another so we got cat that and right. take its place. So we yes. got that right. Oh, yes. oh, I did. We, we, I'm... we assumed either cat or fox. I said oh, cat. Either you of said those. cat or fox. Yeah, I was like definitely like a house cat. Um, uh, as as the same as last time, uh, Mickey is knife crow. Yep. Uh, knife crow. Very specifically, knife, knife. crow. <laughs> Uh, and then for Blake, the thing that we decided was just a really sad-looking hound dog. You know, the kind of like a really real droopy Aww. face. Uh, reasons for that are obviously related to crime solving and stuff like that. Uh, reasons for Mickey being knife pro are existence. Yeah, I don't think that requires <laughs> any explanation whatsoever. Uh, but it said. Um, cast members as well right uh characters and yes. cast. yes and then what, what what was the the basis for daphne becoming a cat and murdering other pets i'm curious uh so she could be loved by somebody oh <laughs> oh no it's sad too. you don't yeah. have to kill no. another you could just walk in and that happens all the time if a cat well, walked I mean, into my just... house i'd be like well i guess you're my cat now tell her that no oh, but no but that's the problem you can only love one thing at a time yeah, there can be only there one. There can be so, only one. I find this conversation concerning. <laughs> <laughs> Was it better last time or this time? <laughs> okay, so... Um, Alright, so, so we know what, what each person would choose for their character. Uh, what did we decide for you, Kale, for... Um, uh, I'm knife to puss. I love octopods very, very much. Uh, because they are devious problem solvers who basically just like break out of their own enclosures and do mischief and then like sneak back. They're nature's rogues. I just, I like octopods a lot. They are really cool. Also, there's a picture of an octopus holding a knife somewhere and I, I like that a lot. Amy, <laughs> what about you? Uh, did you guys talk about it last time? I'd be curious to hear what you guys picked for me. I don't uh, think we did we, personal ones. Yeah, we did characters. Uh, so I don't think we did people. I think I have at one point been described like a dog. So. Yep, valid. Yep. Also, I like dogs. <laughs> what kind of dog, though? What? You assigned me a dog breed at one point, SJ. What was it? Dog. Was it a corgi? No, I think it was bigger than a corgi. Um, hmm. 
it, God, I cannot remember. It, it was like a I longer. Can't either. It was it was a longer haired dog. Like a golden retriever. No, I don't hate you enough. <laughs> just like a just a Great Pyrenees, just a huge shaggy dog that basically is a polar bear. I you know honestly I think it might have been a Pyrenees. Oh, I'm okay with that. Also known as the Great Pyragons, because if you let them go they just keep going and they don't come back <laughs> but uh i mean i could i could definitely see that like uh any any of like the kind of shaggier but like still you know lovable and like loyal and kind dogs i think would be a good fit for you Aww. and then uh for me what was I don't even remember what my answer was now. You said an, a, a dog as well, I think. No, it was a bear. It was a bear. Oh, yeah, that's so right. Then and then we talked yeah. about to have brown bears versus black bears. Yeah, because I'm a big, because I'm a big <laughs> dumb, stupid, hairy guy. Uh, uh, I was going to say you're a big sleepy idiot. But <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just love honey too much. Uh, I genuinely love honey way too much. I, 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 I enjoy breaking open trees and eating the grubs that I find. Uh, <laughs> it's good protein. I, I, oh, yeah. ha- I have mauled several campers. Uh, you occasionally dig in the garbage when it's available. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, are there any other Ursine traits about me that I can think of at the top of my head? Well, I mean, you are part of gay culture. Yeah, the true. I have I have been known to uh, stand on top of a ball and balance. That's not Ursine <laughs> culture. That's. Ugh. You know what? Uh, why don't I don't need you explaining my culture to me? All right. <laughs> don't 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 you octopus plain bear culture to me? All right. <laughs> Cephalus plain. Stephanie's oh, that's plane. so much better. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, last time it, I know for characters, we uh, we decided that um, Gordon would be like like a big sleepy like apartment dog, like a like a Great Dane or something. Yeah, like like uh, an old Great Dane that thinks that it's a lap dog. That is, <laughs> my mom likes to call those overlap dogs. <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's great. Because they just sort of cover you. Can, can can you give your mom one gold star on behalf of this podcast? Can you also give her a gold star for me because that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's um my my one of my brothers has a uh, a great Pyrenees, uh, which is where the term came from because Zoe loves to sit on you. But the problem is that like Zoe physically weighs more than me. Jesus. So when Zoe sits on me, um. That's that's my whole afternoon. I cannot physically move her. <laughs> you just gotta get strong. You just gotta. You just gotta. She's so like... old, though. I'd hurt her. Okay, that's that's valid. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say you just gotta start lifting smaller dogs as time goes on. Like <laughs> work up from like a whippet maybe to like do some chihuahua curls. Oh my god. Yeah, like one one wiener dog in each hand, and you're just like. <laughs> I already have my 13-pound cat. Your cat's 13 pounds. <laughs> She's so fat. Oh, my God. I've had bowling balls that weighed less. <laughs> Look, don't shame my cat. 
<laughs> sorry. Lin- sorry. Uh, Linda's okay, life so- aspiration is to be as fat as possible and run a battle of wills at all times. Mood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so that was Gordon for August Howard. Uh, we kind of, I think, decided that it was going to be like an owl or some sort of like raptor. Yeah, like some sort of like a hawk or an owl or something. Like definitely. Something predatory and seemingly dignified. Uh, and solitary. Because, yeah, like I don't think like even if he works in a group, he's like definitely not a team player. <laughs> Whereas Mickey being a crow is extremely oh, appropriate yeah. because they operate in big groups and then despite being fairly small birds they um, habitually harass much larger predators yeah I, I saw that in my neighborhood <laughs> once actually that this hawk took down a crow and every single crow in the neighborhood came to the yard next to my house to harry this uh, red tailed hawk it's a <laughs> lot wow. of crows it turns out that's awesome yeah there's a reason they're called a murder. <laughs> uh, and then, let's see. Who else? Uh, for Gabby, I think we decided some sort of like... Uh, we just, uh, it was we decided like a lab rat, right? For for Eleanor, you mean, not for Gabby. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, for can, Eleanor? See, I, can, I can see that for Gabby, too. <laughs> yeah, okay. But like, yeah. But, but like, it would, be a, it, it would be a lab rat that's had its fur dyed in an uh, awesome pattern. But yeah, like like very sociable yeah. and like cute and like sure. very like yeah, because like we were talking about how like they get a kind of a bad rap, but they're like like rats are actually really smart and like very very social. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I think the key traits that had Eleanor as a lab rat for me were uh, clever and adorable and uh, <laughs> something that I would literally like hurt people to protect I would hurt people to protect knife crow <laughs> yeah that, that is the crux of the Eleanor character I think <laughs> uh, uh-huh. let's see <laughs> and then uh, did we, we decided something for Herschel too right oh uh, yeah 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 you said uh, like, a, like a like lizard type thing yeah, I, I think I had... I envisioned him like an animal or a skink or something like that. Like, a little oh. twitchy. Uh, like, something like that has an intense curiosity and, like, gets closer to stuff. But at the same time, as soon as there's, like, any movement, it's just like... It's ready to just... I'm, I'm out. Later. Drops its tail. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And I also said that um, uh, Kaiser is definitely a fancy pigeon. Oh, yeah. I can Just see that. Smelling up the place. Uh... Very pretty, <laughs> but, like, problematic to get close to. Yeah. Uh, just get... <laughs> Just out here eating some garbage. Also, also <laughs> double works because gets into everything. Like, can't, yeah, can't, exactly. cannot be kept out of anything. Right, also, yeah. likely to mysteriously just be like, you're like, there's a bunch of crows and up. Oh, just a random pigeon. Okay. Oh, um, I think this is actually the point in the original broadcast where I mentioned that Kaiser is actually one of our Patreon-inspired uh, characters for the Noir Sonas, and that for as little as a dollar a month, you can get 
a noir sona for yourself with monthly updates ranging from the $1 tweet size uh, to a $5 uh, Drabble size ranging from uh, 200 to 500 words and then all the way up to a full case report of your noir sona $10 which is about a thousand words uh, per month and these all of these noir sonas exist in the canon universe of the story all these things are going on around the same time or roughly thereabout and some of them like kaiser actually have already intersected with the main narrative and may continue to do so or may you know step into the limelight in the future who knows <laughs> and speaking of me uh, making things canon, sometimes I say things and then SJ just steals them whole cloth to put them in there. That, that is true. <laughs> see, see if you can guess what thing that I stole from KLN put in there. If you correctly find it and tweet it at me, uh, I will do something that I haven't decided yet. Uh <laughs> It's it's really not much of a draw, I know, but uh, I'll think of something good. Maybe maybe I'll uh, maybe I will make a specific kind of side story that I've got in my brain released to the public. I've got something that I've kind of been cooking up. I think it could be interesting. It could be fun. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's exciting. Okay. Uh. So that is the main question. And we've answered that. Uh, explored pet murder to its fullest. Yes! It's so disgusting. The mystery for Blake's Sky to solve is, what is the thing Meatloaf won't do for love? I mean, it's it's that. Anything but that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. But what is that is the question. I actually looked this up one time because I was I heard the song and I was just so bored <laughs> that it interested me. I think if I remember right, it's literally everything that he talks about in the song. That's what he wouldn't do. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Three weeks later. As an antagonist like looms in the background with sort of distant menace, Mickey just Mickey's entire modus operandi is like literally kicking doors open and interrupting conversations like i think that's been how every episode i've been in that is how like mickey leaves and enters super abruptly all the time uh, for anybody that's played resident evil 4 uh they might know what i'm talking about where you have the option to like slowly open doors or if you double tap the a button you just kick open the door i feel like mickey only has that option where they just there is not a door that is not meant to be opened with a kick. One eternity later. So I, I couldn't I couldn't find anything specifically about the meatloaf thing. Oh, I will I say. Did. Oh, well, yeah. go ahead. Okay, so I looked at it. I was like partly right. I wasn't 100% right. So that is the line before every chorus. There's nine lines that are things that meatloaf would not do. Uh, so things like forget the way you feel right now, forgive himself if you don't go all the way tonight, oh. do it better than he does with you, uh, and stop dreaming of you every night of his life. So those are the things that he would not. Can do. we go back to that second one? What? Do it better than he does. No, it no, with the one you. before that. 
forgive himself if you don't go all the way tonight. Mm. <laughs> that one's problematic. Oh, oh, Meatlo. Oh, Meatlo. Hmm. Hmm. Now, okay. Now, he, he, hear me out on this. What if Meatloaf is saying he couldn't forgive himself if he didn't go all the way tonight because uh, he has performance anxiety issues and he's like, I, I'm trying to go all the way tonight, but I just don't think I can and I don't think I can forgive myself for that. I can't forgive myself for which, giving you a subpar experience? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, exactly. Which, uh, by the way, not a healthy attitude to have towards mm-hmm. sexuality in general. Uh, you know, the, the human body is a cavalcade mm-hmm. of train wrecks. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. You've raised an interesting other thing. What if the premise of this song that makes sense of all of this is that Meatloaf in the song is a sex worker and is therefore the performance anxiety is because it is it is like a paid performance. Oh man, I, this is this is the question that keeps on getting. I kinda like that angle. I would do anything for love. <laughs> Include get paid. Include get paid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I feel like I feel like we've cracked the well, uh, make sure to send the check to uh, Blake Sky Investigations, uh, PO Box six nine six nine, thus nice. thus thus city, USA. <laughs> dust city. No, no, the dust. city, USA. Oh, the dust city, dust city, dust city. Dust city uh, if you're from Germany. Dust city. <laughs> All right. Uh, and the final question uh, is from. Uh, Achillea. Huh. Uh, which, I don't know who that is. Uh, no I idea. I don't know. Some nerd. Uh, yeah. And their, quest, their question was... I know. What happened to Mummy Dad History Museum 1 through 3? Uh, so I, I did answer this last time and I'll answer it again. Uh, so so uh, would we prefer I answer this as Mummy Dad History Museum or as I think the only per- I feel like the only person that does know is Mummy Dad. Uh, Mummy Dad History Museum is always available. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh thank God. God. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's very accessible. Um, well, I say so. Mummy Dad History Museum, the first. I so, so I mean like he just got real old, you know, like sometimes people get real old and then um mum says they, they go up to the, the farm upstate and uh so so I guess he's just like there now and um yeah. Uh and then Mummy Dad is Drew Museum the second, uh so after after grandma passed he, he went to like overseas and uh I think he married some like German lady, so I guess they've been together for like eighty years. Um, and then, I mean, Mummy Dad History Museum the third. That like that's my dad, and he owns the museum, so um, so it's not nothing really interesting. Uh, you said that uh, you said that Mummy Dad History Museum the second went overseas, correct? Yes. I'm sorry. Who's answering this? Is it is it Kale or is uh, it? Yes. Thank you. Uh, 
So, uh, does that mean that Mummy Dad History Museum the second became uh, Mutter da- I'm trying to remember, but uh, Herr? Not what mother and father are in German. Herr Mutter Fati uh, uh, History Fati? Museum. <laughs> uh, well, it's a Oh, God, I, I can't pronounce it. It's like Geschitz Museum. Let me... Copy-paste uh, it. Copy-paste it. Geschichte Museum. Something like that. Okay. But it be Geschichte Museum. Museum. Yeah, because you gotta... Because it's just... It, it's still E's all at the end. It's just... Yeah, yeah. You gotta get those <laughs> E's in there. So, uh, is that the case uh, upon becoming an expatriate? I mean, in reality, you don't translate your name. <laughs> it just happens but... when you cross the border. <laughs> no, but I, ima- I, I imagine it's like a reverse Ellis Island situation where in order to I was like, say that you... is a bit of an Ellis Island thing. Um, I don't know. That would be telling. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... I'm, I guess then I'll have to answer this in subsequent fiction that I write. Uh, okay. You're going to write Mummy Dad f- fan fiction? Uh, it's not fan fiction if I write it. That's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, uh, Mummy Dad is my OC. Do not steal. Oh, dang it. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you have uttered <laughs> the words uh, which formally establish copyright. It's actually, that is <laughs> no joke. There's a team of dark warlocks that are constantly chanting original character do not steal deep <laughs> under Epcot, which is how Disney still maintains all of their copyrights. If any one of those warlocks should pass, then the ring of copyright is broken and everything becomes public domain at that point. This feels like it's somehow like legal slander. I feel like we're gonna get shot by the Disney hit team that's like <laughs> outside my window. I feel like they're gonna find a way to sue us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Uh, I, I made a tweet earlier, and it apparently was catchy enough. So I'll I'll reutter the phrase at this point. Uh, that. Uh-oh. Maybe, Uh-oh. maybe maybe if Disney didn't, you know, like use the rune etched skull of Walt Disney to hold a thrall over copyright for over a century, it wouldn't be such a big deal. <laughs> Who's the real villain here? I think it's SJ. <laughs> SJ is the true villain of Blake Sky. It's true. Um and then the mystery for Blake's guy to solve for this one, which we've kind of already addressed. Who is the worst of your antagonists? Professor it's Howard, you. Mickey O'Shea, <laughs> or Brant Storm, Gentleman Thief? I'm sorry. Gentleman Thief? No, hold on. I, I said it wrong. Brant Storm, Gentleman Thief. Put him back. <laughs> <laughs> Four more years of Brant Storm. Don't. Oh, that would still be a better president than the one you have. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> I said it. 
I'll, I, I I'll say it. I'll co-sign that. <laughs> He's technically my boss, and I'll say it. Uh, mummy dad for president. M- mummy dad and uh, Tamra for president. <laughs> That's now, a ticket that Tumra. wins. <laughs> now, my only concern with that is that Tamra is not a native-born citizen. Oh, true. Uh, uh, mummy dad... Uh, has a strong English accent, but, <laughs> but I is a native-born American still. Uh, I think so because I did establish that um, uh, Mummy Dad History Museum the second went overseas, yeah, which it's... does imply that they were in America at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, they never said which seas they were. So. But all of them. I, but, but I do. But I do just love the idea that like they just the 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 history museum clan is just so. We're just from Chicago. <laughs> isolated that they like think everyone talks like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why do you talk so weird? No, that's offensive. <laughs> it's an American <laughs> accent. <laughs> I'm just from Chicago. Have you ever been? <laughs> uh, oh god, no, no, I'm, I'm literally just imagining it. Like the History Museum family is one of the founding families of the Windy City. Oh god, I'm, my cheeks hurt from smiling too much at this. They're they're related to the Field Museums. Why are you smiling? I'm not joking. All right, I'll. I, I, I will, I will, I will put a pin in this. Uh, I will. Brandstorm, Brandstorm, not an antagonist, just a pain. Uh, Mickey O'Shea, no longer an antagonist. Uh, actually, an ally, unfortunately. And Professor Howard, the only real antagonist on this list. Bam. So that means we're friends now. <laughs> Uh, yes, it means we're friends. It means that we're the best friends. That we're gonna go to the drugstore for malts later. Whatever gets you out of my hair. What? What? <laughs> so we're gonna go to a store together, and that's gonna get me out of your hair. I mean, it was it was an exaggeration. Like we were we were going to go to the drugstore, sit at the counter, get phosphates, malts, Sundays. The, the various things that a person gets at a drugstore. Why would you go to a drugstore and not a bar? Be- because it was... It's a, it's a fictional scenario where we're like... You know what? This is this is getting to be We could just go to a bar. Do you want to go to a bar? <laughs> no, I don't want to go to a bar. Not with you. So we're not friends. You are really making a case for Brant Storm right now. Is that the guy who keeps leaving things? <laughs> Wait, how do you know about Brantstorm? Uh, don't worry about it. Looks like we can add mail fraud to your list of crimes. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that uh, he had to get your new address somehow. No, no, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> Revelation! If any more packages from Brantstorm find me, I don't even know what I'm going to do, O'Shea. Uh, it sounds like an empty threat, then. I guess we'll see.
What are friends for? I don't know. I'll let you know. Uh, <sighs> all right. Uh, well, Blake's guy has just stormed <laughs> out of the room to go check and see if there's any postage for him. Uh, and Mickey O'Shea has uh, just found a door to kick through. Uh, oh, and and they they are back, uh, closing the door, and they, they, they've kicked it open again, and they're now storming out through the same door that they just closed uh, and kicked open. Okay. Oh, and they, they just climbed in through a window. I uh, and uh, oh, they're kicking that door open again. Uh. Wow. Uh, you know what? I don't know how they get around the building so fast. Yeah, like, this is a second story. <laughs> you know what? Best not to guess, best not to question these things. Uh, well, that's it for the mailbag. That's all of our questions that we've gone through. Uh, has anybody got any... This is, this is the part of the show where uh, you've got anything to plug, any saccharine, maudlin uh, sentiment to put out like I usually do. Feel free. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, what I said last time, which is, uh, obviously things are hard right now. Um, I recommend, just like, I have, without getting into the groom history, I have a lot of experience with, uh, coping with, like, emotional isolation. Um, this is a good time to get into those hobbies that you never had the time to or to get into ones that you like haven't really had the chance to in a while uh, especially tangible things that you can look at and see that you've made progress in uh, otherwise like, time loss is a big thing and the more sort of disassociated from time you feel the worse it kind of can be because uh, you'll get that kind of uh, I, I know for me like uh, one of the big depressive things is you sort of see this meaningless to time, so it just sort of spins out on either side, and it can be a very crushing weight if you're looking too far ahead. Uh, there is something to be said for just sort of doing hour to hour, if that's all you can do, and having something you can tangibly see that you've made progress on uh, that proves that it's like today is not exactly the same as yesterday. That helps us a lot, a lot as well, so... That's, yeah, that's my recommendation is, uh, uh, tangible grounding helps a lot with, uh, sort of depressive unreality, which is a big risk factor right now. So take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Uh, Amy, you got anything? Um, I think the thing, the big thing that's really been helping me through this is even though I'm not really an extrovert, I don't really like going out and like talking to people I, I've found that reaching out and making connections and talking to the people around me has really helped so if you've got people around that are willing to, to talk to you just about any old thing that's really been helping so nice. that's my suggestion uh hmm I, I don't want to beat a dead horse on this because I feel like you guys have said some some pretty solid things on this uh, I guess I'll come from it from a different vantage point on this. I'm lucky enough that I'm pretty privileged when it comes to the job I have. I hate my job, but boy howdy, is it a steady paycheck that, uh, you know, continues to put food on my table for my family, and I'm blessed for that. A lot of people don't have that, though. A lot of people are living in a time of 
uncertainty and confusion and dread about the future. So I would implore anybody that is in a situation similar to my own to look for opportunities that they can help their friends, their neighbors, their family, other people around them. Look for people that might be, you know, trying to supplement their income via commissions and stuff like that. Uh, tip your service workers generously when it comes to, uh, you know, food and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, these are people that are putting their health and their well-being on the line in jobs that are considered essential but not given respect that is commensurate with what they are doing. And I think just look out emotionally for people as well. Um, you can't be everywhere for everybody, but if I feel like if everybody takes a little bit of time to shore up each other, that we can we can do so much more. So I guess that's kind of my uh, my benediction to this. Uh, and uh, if you can shop local, support your local small businesses. Yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, definitely. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of places are um, instituting things like uh, organizing uh, pickup, like pass offs or contactless delivery. Um, this is a time that is hitting a lot of small businesses harder than big businesses because big businesses, as much as they like to whine, tend to have a lot of money stashed away, whereas small businesses are, yeah, usually it's small business owners just have their their whole like income is tied up in the business big businesses are going to have a, sm a bad quarter and it's going to hurt uh, for a small period of time uh, small businesses are looking at losing their livelihood yeah yeah definitely it's like so, the difference between staying open and not staying open mm -hmm. yeah so that I guess that's my uh my effort to implore anybody that finds themselves in a situation like I am where they might have more to to do what you can. I mean, obviously take care of yourself and take care of your family. Don't, don't put yourself at risk. But anything that you can do, I feel like, can mean so much to a lot of people. Uh, cool. Alright, so that said, um, I will make one last... Uh, desperate shill. Uh, if you enjoy this, if you like this kind of content, uh, maybe take a look over at the Patreon. It's uh, There's a pinned tweet on our Twitter, BlakeSkyPI, where we have the links to all of the various podcatchers that you can listen to us on and our Patreon. And uh, again, for I know that cash is strapped right now, so don't feel like you have to. This podcast is still going to be free. Uh, you don't have to do anything. But if you do have a little extra and you might want to, you know, maybe get some cool bespoke storytelling uh, thrown your way. Um, you know, for as little as $1 a month and everything that we make goes back into the podcast paying for like my subscription for Adobe Audition or the SoundCloud that we use to store all of our stuff on. Uh, and then anything that we make that eventually might go over that kind of go into a trust so that, you know, when uh, 
social distancing uh, is no longer as necessary and things start going back to normal, hopefully, knock on wood, then, uh, you know, maybe we could actually start looking at, like, going to conventions and stuff like that, because I think that, that would be really rad, and I would love for you all to see me dressed up as Mickey O'Shea. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, you can all see me dressed up as a better Mickey O'Shea. <laughs> you know what? It's not dressing up if it's just who you are, alright? Look. <laughs> that was the whole sentence. Yep, that was I was I was gonna say try and make an argument. I defy you. I know I think about things. That's the primary difference. Uh, okay. Valid. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Patreon's there. Again, not at all required, but if you would like, you know, we would love to have you as part of our uh, Patreon community, which also has uh, the added perk of giving you a slightly different colored name in our Discord, uh, which I know is just the best. So, I, I second the Patreon thing, I guess. Uh I'm a patron, and I get the, the little tweet-sized ones, and they're actually really cool. It's it's kind of neat to have a small piece of the world kind of unfold every month. I am not a patron. <laughs> that's that's true, but you already have a noir persona. <laughs> it's Nikki O'Shea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I got mine by uh, adi- auditioning really aggressively. Uh, <laughs> although although actually, if I remember correctly, you, you I do actually have, have a noir persona that who works that, in a print shop uh, and is basically blackmailed by Mickey O'Shea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, okay. Cool. Well, if that's everything, I'd just like to thank everybody at home for listening uh, and, you know, for being... We've got a lot of real, like, wonderful, lovely people that are, you know, tweeting and retweeting and interacting and stuff like that. And you all mean the world to us here. And we wish you well. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And... Remember to wash your hands. Yes. uh, Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And as always, wash your hands. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Wash your hands. Bye. Wash your damn hands. 420 plays it. Smoke weed every day.